Tulsa County Commissioner Karen Keith is the latest to announce she's running for mayor of Tulsa. The former TV reporter released a statement detailing some of her plans for the city. This includes addressing concerns about infrastructure, public safety, education, and parks. Keith says Tulsa needs a vision for the people, including inspiring youth, keeping seniors safe, and keeping workers employed. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Listen Frontier. My name is Dylan Goforth. I'm here today with Karen Keith. Recently announced she's running for mayor of Tulsa uh, next year. Karen, how's it going? Thanks for being with us. Well, it's going great. Um, it's going to be a juggling act for the next year to continue my job as county commissioner and running this race, but um, I'm managing and actually enjoying how things are going. So, I mean, I think, you know, there are a lot of people who are, who know you as a county commissioner. Tell me a little bit about your career. I mean, obviously TV into, into politics. Tell me a little bit about your career and sort of how it's gotten you prepared for this point. So I think working in broadcast really helped me in terms of dealing with people and being able to communicate with them. Um, and then it was just, gave me a broad background in terms of learning about the city and actually the state, but, um, so when I wanted to make that leap, I think I had a decent background to do that. Um, and I got to work for Bill of Fortune, and it was absolutely glorious for me. And I loved it. I really thought I might be depressed or something when I changed jobs that I would miss it, but I didn't. And it was so intense. And we were working on Vision 2025, and being a part of that team was, I just loved it. Um, it was people putting their best ideas forward for the community and then trying to figure out, okay, which one do we think really has a lasting and long-term impact? And, you know, it, and then we went out and we had a group of us that went around and we spoke all over the community, all over. And we talked about, you know, how we narrowed it down. This is where we want to go. And here's, where we're going to do the vote. And uh, anyway, it was great. It was just an incredible experience for me. And when he wasn't reelected, um, I, I moved on to the chamber for a minute and that was good for me too. It was a whole different, uh, way for me to function. But having worked on Vision 2025, Bob Dick, who was a county commissioner said, Karen, you got to run for this race. I'm like, what? And so that it, he planted the seed, started thinking about it and, uh, I did it. And it, I have loved this job. I mean, I can't tell you. I, I just have enjoyed. Uh, the camaraderie of working, the three of us working together. Uh, so and it's been different three, all the, you know, I'm in my 15th year. So it's been three different, it's changed a whole lot. But each time you have to learn how to work with different people. And of course, I've been the, the lone D in all of that process over the years. And it just hasn't been a problem for me. I just, I enjoy working with people and putting, you know, people above politics. I just don't, I just like doing the job. It's, it's one thing when I talk to people who have worked in politics and journalism is you see so many similarities. I mean, you talk about, you know, I'm trying to, you know, get in the community and understand the needs and then create this impact. And I mean, that's the same thing. That's what we talk about with every story that we do is how we, we're, you know, we're trying to write an impactful story, something that's good. People are going to read and they're going to take and do something with. And it's, there are a lot of parallels between politics and, and journalism. I mean, a lot of the same, you know, People get drawn to them for the, for the, for that reason. I think there's a lot of, you're meeting people and, 
there's no better way to learn about your community than than journalism. I mean, we you it's know. true. I, mean, I just told you, I'd much rather be interviewing you and yeah. listening to you than you doing this on the other side. But but it has given me the ability. I, I mean, I can really go meet anybody. And you know, I've got this group out in Prattville. We've been meeting since the campaign at the Crescent once a month. And it's just this great little body of people. We come together. What What's going on? You know, what's happening in your, you know, and everybody communicates and then we look for solutions. And every week there is some problem. But it's one of the things I've enjoyed most about my job, aside from having to be there at 730 in the morning. Right. <laughs> but, it's so, but even that, I don't care. I see, I don't know, I, I get to see I, kind of the city waking up at a different time. So, but those are things I really enjoy. And, you know, I think. You know, we plan to do some going to different segments of the city and doing some things like that because it's what I like to do and listening uh, to the community and hearing from folks. So you're going to spend the next year um, campaigning for mm-hmm. mayor. How, you know, I know you're sort of at the beginning stage of that process now, the early stages of it, but from what you know of what the next year will look like, I mean, how how does running for mayor differ than being a county commissioner or running for county commissioner? I mean, what, what are you approaching it in any different ways or what's your mindset like? Well, I think, I mean, I think that my leadership style is always going to be the same because it's kind of who I am. And I do like to surround myself with the smartest people that I can get because I'm not the smartest person in the room, but I want to learn from others. And so, I mean, that's probably a strong suit on my part. Um, but then I also just love to go out and visit with people in the community and find out what's going on. What are the real issues? Because a lot of times if you just stay in your silo, you don't have a clue what the issues are. You you think you know, but you really don't unless you go out and look at them. I mean, we get as a county commissioner, you know, people will call in and say, oh my gosh, this road is terrible, blah, blah, blah. You go out and drive it and you're like, it's a county road. Sometimes people think, you know, you're going to get the same services that the city has, but you don't. It's different in the in the county. So you have to kind of smooth over the edges and say, well, this is, you know what, you're paying an ad valorem and this is all the money that we have for road work and we've got to spread it over x miles of road throughout the whole county you have to you know so now running for a city office will you will there be a change in sort of like i mean the things that your 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 main interests i think i mean you know the city and the county are different beasts they are different beasts it does help me that i worked previously for mayor lafortune uh so i'm not unfamiliar with how that office functions, although every office functions differently based on the, on the leadership. So it, and yes, it will be different because there's three of us making decisions now. And, and then we have our chief deputies that help, you know, bring in good information and, and, you know, help us get where we need to go. So it will be somewhat different. Absolutely. And so, yeah, it will be different, but I'm, it, it's not intimidating to me in the slightest. Yeah. I think, you know, I just think that with my background, I'm, I'm just ready to go to work there day one. So what are, I mean, like we said, it's beginning stages. I mean, the election's a year away, but what are your, you know, priorities policy-wise? I mean, where's your mind yeah. at now, you know, headed into the next 12 months? Well, you know, I think we always have to care about public safety. 
and um, they've just installed some high technology. It'd be a great story for you. But, uh, <laughs> and it's the real-time center where they can see mm-hmm. exactly what's going on. It's like some big TV show. So that helps because there is a shortage of TPD officers. There's a shortage in the sheriff's office. It's very hard to recruit right now. So that's going to have to be one of the focuses. And I'm very engaged on the homeless front. Uh, because, I mean, it's just a problem I, that we can't continue to do the same thing. We've got to approach this. We've got to look for new ways to try to solve this problem. I'm grateful we have that 160-bed mental health facility coming online in 26. That will be a huge mm-hmm. help because, it, obviously, it's a problem. But I also love the idea that they're doing these tiny home villages. I think for a lot of our people that won't go into a congregate shelter, that it's a really good solution. You've got the private sector doing those. We did give some ARPA funds from the county sure. to the one out west, and we've got I, the one that's going in north. We've asked them for an application, so we'll see. But I, w- I really think having those come out of the ground, um, it's going to be a game changer because it's wraparound services, and people have their own individual space, which I think is more healing mm-hmm. for people to just, uh, you know, than a, a congregant-type setting. Sure. So anyway, I'm optimistic about that. Um, I just know we've got to get on top of it. Um, and, of course, education's a huge concern. We Watching, you know, what's happened with this heightened rhetoric, and, I mean, I think we've all been very, very frustrated by it. Um, we do need to keep local control, plain and simple. That, that needs to not happen that we would ever lose that and so anyway i do think that the city can be involved uh, there's certain things we can do i've watched uh, oklahoma city actually helps they have after school programs in really challenged areas and that's one of the problems you've got all these latchkey kids that need you know they need something in that space where mom and dad are working and uh, giving them you know tutors and things to help them during that gap. So I think there's things that as a city we can invest in because there are models out there that we can, we don't have to reinvent the wheel on. When you look at, at Tulsa specifically, I mean, just looking at the city as a whole, I mean, what do you see that the city's doing well right now? I mean, you know, where would you say well, this is something that Tulsa's doing well at? Well, I, I think just it, watching the city pass this recent package, it didn't have a lot of fluff in it. It was about trying to maintain our buildings, continue fixing the streets, which is, we just got so far behind. Mm-hmm. And it's just, uh, we're just having to play uh, catch up. And we, you know, thank goodness, I mean, Mayor Taylor passed funding for that. Um, and then we, you know, we've had mayors addressing that, getting the funding in place. But as you know, when your paving index gets so far behind, it takes forever to catch it up. And you, in the process of doing that, you've got to maintain the streets that if you don't do a little bit, they then become so compromised. It's a whole redo. So, I mean, it's a ballet. Yeah, this <laughs> is kind of commission stuff not, here, here in roads and streets and not, lots of kind of commission stuff. It's not easy, but boy, you know, the public can get really fired up when their streets are bad. Yeah. So, you know, we look at the last eight years, uh, you know, two terms uh, for Mayor mm-hmm. Bynum. Yeah. And think about how the city has changed in those eight years. What, you know, of the things that... The initiatives that he has put in place, the people that he's hired and jobs that mm-hmm. he's created, even in the mayor's office, you know, yeah. jo- roles that didn't exist under uh, the former mayor. What, you know, are there things that he's doing that, you know, you would maybe step in as mayor and continue doing? Are there things that you would change? I mean, where would, what would it look like the so, first, you know, few months of mayor 
Keith's uh, tenure. So I feel like, you know, we're both collaborators. And so that will continue uh, in my administration. And there are... There are many things that he's doing that I uh, that I like, and I think, he, and I do think he's governed during a very difficult time. I mean, the two of us were standing up during COVID, to, trying to encourage people to wear masks, and we none of us really knew, you know, how to handle that. We went through the flooding, you yeah, know, twenty nineteen. That was that was uh, it was just this almost three or four weeks that I can't really account for my life, and then we had the roof the roof leaked during that time and the plaster all fell and that was going on here. I didn't care. I was, you know, I was out with my families in town and country um, just trying to help figure out how we navigate getting them safe and secure places to live. But, you know, um, it, it's been nice that the city mayor was a good partner in all these things, and we, you know, so we've worked yeah, together that was a lot. It was just previously that were oh, wasn't a great very contentious, and so having good relations, which I think coming from where I'm coming from, I will have that. I will, you know, I'll be kind of protective of the county too. I mean, I care that we work well together, and you know, if governments work well together, it lifts everybody up. Right. I mean, and it's the Best way you can save tax dollars and be more efficient. And so I will absolutely continue some of those efforts um, that have gone on. But that has really mattered. Yeah, I think back to the election night, um, you know, Bartlett and Bynum and that day. And we had a, a videographer that was with the Bynum campaign the whole day, uh, you know, on election yeah. day. And, you know, we, you know, we did interviews with him you know, leading up to that election. I just remember this, you know, young, peppy GT Bynum, you know, I'm excited for Tulsa. And, and then I think yeah. about what the eight years was like. And you had, you know, you had the Terrence Crutcher shooting, you had the flooding, you had COVID, you had all these major things that you could never have planned for. And, you know, I just remember the day one. You know, by I remember the speech at the library, you know, and, oh. uh, and all the things that you just could never expect that popped up in those eight years. Um, you know, how do you plan? You know, how do you, you plan for that kind of stuff? What, how do you? you I know, mean, you really have you don't to know be what the next eight to, years would look like. You, you don't. And you've got to be able to pivot and roll with the punches. And, and he's done a great job of that. I told him, I was like, you know. Uh, if we have a crisis, I'm just going to make put you on contract. You're just going to come in and, and help because <laughs> he's been know, through he's it all. So, he has, he has, and, and you know we went through a lot of that together. It was the two of us standing mm-hmm. up there with Bruce Dart, and yeah. then it was the two of us during the flooding, and with you know Tima and, and that whole group trying to figure out um, how to get you know put Humpty Dumpty back together mm-hmm. again. Um, but those were, you know, I just feel like those are. Even though there were difficult times, there were good experiences that came out of that. Uh, and it it just gives you uh, layers of experience, I think, that will be helpful for whatever happens in the next four to eight years. So what does the next you know few months look like for you? I mean, we're in a in your house. You've got envelopes here. You're you know you're doing campaign stuff. What do the next yeah. few months look like? Well, it's going to be really busy because I've got to maintain my job at the county uh, and. I've got to do a campaign. And so it's going to be a delicate balance. But what I, my idea is this, that this will give me, kind of get me ready for the pace of what the working as the mayor is, it's going to be like. Cause it's going to, I think it's going to be a pretty, uh, hefty pace. Um, you know, and the, I think 
One of the things that I think is important for that mayor's position is learning to work with your city councilors. And fortunately, I know most of them mm-hmm. already. Um, and, but that could change. We've got elections coming up and we may, there may be some changes with that council because you really, that, those two bodies have to work well together. And again, GT was, had a great model because he came from that group. Right. So that, I mean, that's a really critical piece of this too. It helped him get more things done because he was able to work with them and, uh, you know, kind of understood the nuances of how they functioned. So right now you have two opponents, um, mm-hmm. you know, as we're still uh-huh. early, still a year away, but you have two opponents. And one of the things that I've, you know, just in looking at, I mean, I remember looking back at the last mayor's race and you had, you know, this sort of the same thing. But you had Bynum, Ken Reddick running as, I mean, it's obviously everyone's in the same election together, but you had two Republicans and a Democrat. And I remember talking to, to Mayor Bynum at one point about Greg Robinson, who was running as a Democrat. And, uh, I think one of the other reporters mentioned, you know, he's your, your chief opponent or something, you know, to mm-hmm. referring to Greg Robinson and Bynum, you know, he said, Hey, you know, we're actually, Ken Reddick is really who I think of as my chief opponent because we're both Republicans and he's pulling votes from me mm-hmm. and it might not be a thing where, you know, Greg Robinson would get more votes than me, but if Ken Reddick is pulling 30% or 40% or 50% of the votes, then, you know, mm-hmm. we don't know what happens to that race. And then looking at the three people who are running now, you have you and Monroe Nichols running mm-hmm. as Democrats and then, you know, one Republican in the race so far. And so I just wonder, and maybe it's too early for this, but have you thought at all about how that will shake out? I mean, could, you know, Tulsa is a very purple place, but it is also if you have two Democrats splitting a vote and one Republican, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, that could be an issue. So how is, is it too early to think about that kind of thing or what? How do you yeah. differentiate yourself from you know, a Republican, well, sure, you can do that. Can you differentiate yourself from a Democrat? I mean, how does that shake out? Yeah, I think I think the difference for maybe between um, the two of us would be that I've, I've just got so much um, resume working in the nonpartisan world. I mean, Senator Inhofe and I and Langford all worked together to get the funding for the levies and... Um, you know, the levies, which is a big deal that most people don't really think right. about or know they about. Don't. They yeah. just see these green, beautiful burns. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the snake through the western part of uh, Tulsa and into Sand Springs. But I mean, those levees, uh, you know, during the flooding, it, it, ta- it cost millions of dollars mm-hmm. to shore them up with bringing in the, the helicopters and all the sandbags and stuff. I mean, it costs a lot of money, but now we're... You know, we've got 137 million. We're asking for more now because of inflation to actually do the project. So anyway, that's moving along, but I could never have gotten there if I stay, if I didn't have the chops to go work across party lines. And to me, it's all about getting things done. That's how I function. I, I, I see something we need to do and I want to get it done. And that's, I don't care what your party affiliation is. If you're on the same page with me, then let's find the best way and the best solution to move this thing forward. And you can't just think that you can be a partisan and get this work done because you can't. And so, I, I mean, that's probably the maybe the most proven thing that I have. And, you know, I was able to help pass all the funding that for the juvenile center and get that thing built. And uh, I'm really proud of all that. Um, you know, it was, and that the thing is for me, that's just kind of fun to do that stuff. 
but it does take years sometimes to get it across the finish line. But I didn't. It, it's just part of it. Well, you and you talked about how important it is for the mayor to work with the council, and mm-hmm. um, when you're talking about doing it in a nonpartisan way, I mean, if you look at Tulsa City Council, it's not even you can't even just break it up in, in left and right or Democrat and mm-hmm. Republican. I mean, there's different degrees of Democrats and different degrees of Republicans, and having someone, you know, if I ask people you know, who's running for mayor in Tulsa. I mean, most people know you're running. They know you. They know your name. They've seen Mm -hmm. you on TV. They've seen you as a county commissioner. They've seen you working with with other people. And I imagine that type of not just experience, but, you know, sort of cachet in Tulsa will help with that, with managing relationships with with different types of people. Yeah. I I mean, I think that's maybe my secret sauce, (laughs) you know. Um, But it's... I just enjoy that whole kind of puzzle, bringing people together, getting a solution, and executing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the same way. And I mean, you come from journalism too, and that's the same way we approach we, stories. I mean, that we you've got to yeah. edit it. You've got to, here's, you got to get your research in first. You know, you've got to pull everything together, yeah. listen to all those tapes. You know, yeah. I mean, <laughs> oh my gosh, I remember when I came back from, um, I was shooting these documentaries in uh, Israel and, and then Soviet Union, and well, it wasn't Soviet Union, but Russia, um, and all these places. And you have this tack of tapes like this to go through, and get, you know you have to log every soundbite. And then how do you put it together? How do you make this puzzle into a fluid, wonderful story? And there's some. It, it's good for your brain, I think, yeah. to do all this. The other thing you do uh, when you do that, you also see the hurdles, and you see the things that you're you know, that you're going to have to overcome to get where you're going. So tell me now, I mean, like we said, we're a year out, but what, what do you want people who, who might listen to this podcast or who are just researching, you know, the, the mayor's race, what do you want them to know about you and your campaign at this point? Well, I love Tulsa and I want to do the best that I can for Tulsa. And I want to have, be surrounded by the best people that I can get to help execute uh, and tackle the issues that we are facing right now. And we don't know what we might be facing uh, a year in. I mean, things change quickly and, you know, we've got to be ready. We've got to have a good team that can pivot and, um, and we've seen how that can work. Um, and just, I'm excited about the opportunity to continue some of the good works, but I've also got some things I'd like to do. Alrighty. Well, I appreciate it. Um, we like I said, we've got twelve Thank months. You. I'm sure we'll catch up again in the yes, next twelve months. That'd be and fun. We'll do a couple okay. more of these probably, and yeah, okay. we appreciate it. We Thank won't you. wait seven or eight years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we won't take that long of a break okay. again. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for being with us. Okay. Thank, Thank you. you.